Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Let's make up an ad for them. Okay. For these people. It's a card game. You love this shit. You love it. <laughs> Play the game. Buy the game. It's game time. It's time for games. Get your game on with Cards Against Humanity. Go play. Hey now. Hey now. Awesome. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Okay. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is... Let's participate. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this week we've got a couple of questions having to do with getting involved, starting the conversation, getting your friendship on. Getting your freaky friendship on. Oh, nasty. <laughs> Should we just go right in? Yeah, let's just do it. I don't feel like bantering with you. Oh, no. <laughs> that's like our favorite thing. I know. Don't worry. I've got some some surprises planned for later, so don't worry. So we sit down before every episode and just kind of like think and jot some notes down. And Jen was shaking in silent laughter at the notes that she was taking. And she took them. So usually we have a joint like document on the internet. <laughs> and she took them separately so that I could not see them. So I could be surprised by how funny she is. <laughs> As if you don't already know and oh, make I've, me feel like the funniest person alive. You are the funniest you, person alive. Just in, you, between you and John, like I have like the biggest ego. I think I'm the funniest person alive. And then I go out in the real world with people who aren't as weird as all of us. And I'm like, oh, oh, I am so <laughs> weird. Oh, not everyone talks. Not everyone uses the word boys. <laughs> You uh, you play to your audience, and I am usually your audience. That is so true. Yeah. I pander very heavily to train. <laughs> You're funny. It's good. All right, let's read the first question. Let's do that. I moved to a new city a year ago, and a friendship group I used to see when I visited the city hardly ever invite me to hang out now that I live there. But I see them posting pictures of their group hangouts on Facebook all the time. Do they just not want me there, or is there something I can do to get more involved? This made me sad. Yeah, moving is hard. Moving is so hard. And seeing photos on Facebook when you're not feeling great is really hard, too. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and having said that, like, there's a lot going on here and a lot to address. And there's some work you can do. And this is not an insurmountable situation. I would say feeling left out and unsure if you're, like, involved in a group is very, very common. Yes, I very much agree. And just um, and this is a pre-established friend group. You know, you're the new kid. And being the new kid, whether it's like you're the replacement bassist in a band or you just joined a new sixth grade class. God, what an awkward time. It is difficult. Yeah. Think of the first Harry Potter book, how hard it was for Harry to join the whole fucking new wizarding world. Yeah. You are joining the wizarding world. Yeah. And everybody knows how to use magic wands. Yeah. And you don't even know what that is yeah. yet. <laughs> an idiot <laughs> read the books <laughs> well so let's start off with you moved to a new city a year ago so this isn't a new city to you anymore yeah I guess that's true a year is kind of a long time but I think it takes longer than that to like find your your people I totally agree with you yeah. uh, but at the same time it's not so brand new that you haven't met people that are not in this friend group 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I hope you have a bigger network than just that particular group of friends. Because if not, I think it's time to widen your support network, which is hard. And it's a lot of work and it's no fun. And I know that you moved expecting that you had a built-in group already. But sometimes that just doesn't work out. Um, It's not a great idea to put all of your friend eggs into one social egg basket. Oh, that hurts so bad. I've done that and it's... It's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's not even just like, oh, these people don't like me, so I need other people. It's not that. It's maybe they all have different schedules than you. Maybe you need people that you could talk about other stuff with. Maybe they all work in tech and you don't. And now you need tech friends. Everybody needs a lot of different people, I think, to talk to. Maybe not necessarily to be their best friends in the world, but having a wide support network, a wide network of people that you talk to, I think is really good in a new place. Turn, I really like what you said about maybe they all work together or something like that. There's probably a very, very reasonable reason <laughs> why they all hang out so often and doesn't involve you. And it's not because they all got together in one day and were like, I, we're not going to hang out with that person anymore, right? right. Like, everyone put your <laughs> hand in and we're all going to agree. No, like, Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't happen. But when you are surfing Facebook alone in your apartment, looking at photos of people hanging out, it will feel that way. So do what you can, if you're going to be on Facebook, do what you can to silence that voice in your head that's like, oh, they're all hanging out without me. Actually, read Mindy Kaling's book called Are All My Friends Hanging Out Without Me? <laughs> and you'll understand that, like, how, off, how common of a feeling this is and how hard it is to quiet the voice that's, like, nagging and making you doubt yourself. But, you know. I mean, we're not going to rule out the possibility that you might be, like, a racist. And that's why they don't want to hang out. Right. So in that case, no <laughs> racist. <laughs> you might be an asshole. I don't know. But I feel like you're thinking about this so deeply and caring and caringly uh, that that seems like an unlikely possibility. Uh, honestly, these this is, a, like we said, a pre-existing friend group. So they have a set of shared experiences and inside jokes that you probably don't know about. And there's probably a certain level of comfort among them that it doesn't extend to you quite yet just because they've known each other forever. Absolutely. Think of like the inertia that it takes to meet new people and branch out. It's a lot of energy. Oh, God, it is. Unfortunately, that's exactly what we're going to ask you to do now. (laughs) (laughs) Pick the wrong podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. So so let's say you have seen them posting pictures of their group hangouts. Do you see any of them individually or in like smaller groups? I think that the first step is to reach out to some of them specifically to hang out. You don't have to treat the group as its own organism. They are separate people with separate interests. Um, seeing them as like this group that is impervious, it's, it's not really how things work. Um, making individual connections with these people, I think, is the best way to go because they all have individual connections with each other more than likely. And, and then, you know, you also don't have to limit yourself to just this group. There are ways and places where you can meet people. Yeah, don't put so much value on this one group. They might suck. Yeah, they might just sh- like be shits. Yeah, they might be crappy to each other. Like we've we've mentioned the possibility that you might be a shit. We it might I mean they might be shits. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very maybe you don't want to be part of this friend group. I didn't like you guys anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh Trina, I like your advice about like reaching out to them individually to see if they want to hang out or reconnecting that way also look for some new people too much value on this one friend group isn't isn't good for your for your mental health or self-esteem some generic ideas that are actually very worthwhile are like volunteering or taking a class or uh i've heard good things about meetup.com although i've never used it 
Uh, or like, you know, you're if there's a board game or bookshop, they probably have game nights or something. And I personally like attending things that are new for everyone involved, like a beginner's cooking class, because before the class starts, there's that moment where everyone is new to the thing and everyone's nervous and a little confused about what's going to happen when the te- teacher walks in. And those moments are a, a good time and place to like actually introduce yourself to the person next to you. And I know we give this advice so much is just go out and do things. Uh, it's because it's hard. And people don't know that that's the first step. And they don't want to take the first step. But you seem like this is something that you want. You want to meet other people. I don't think that you've got all of your hopes set on being a part of this friend group that might have known each other since high school. I think what you really need is just friends. And the validation that you don't just suck. (laughs) Yeah. You want to be part of the Facebook photos. Right. It's time to make your own Facebook photos. Yeah. Of yourself. Just hanging out. <laughs> Take photos of yourself with like your arm around no one. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that we did mention a few things that like cost money, like taking a cooking class, that sort of thing. But there's plenty of stuff that doesn't cost money. And the first step is really like your local library, which sounds so nerdy because it is. Go to your library and see what they've got going on. More than likely, they've got free classes and free events for you to try out. Yeah, or volunteer at the library. Yeah, or volunteer at the animal shelter. Also, I read this tip on Captain Awkward that it's a good idea to give yourself three honest tries at doing something new before you decide you don't like it or it's not for you. And obviously, that doesn't apply for a situation that's like harmful or you like truly you're like I cannot go back to that fucking library I hate librarians so much like Leslie nope (laughs) like that that doesn't apply but if the temptation for you and by you I mean me will be to like go to the new thing and then flee and be like I didn't like it I'm gonna stay home next week but maybe push yourself to go a couple more times and if you do celebrate that as a victory like that is a big deal it's a big deal to Get out of your apartment or house or and walk or go somewhere. That is hard to do. Yes, it is. And I think that transitions really well into the next question. It sure ding dang does. So you know what else is hard? Having conversations with new people, which is what question two is about. Jen, would you like to read it? Yeah. <clears throat> you've, <laughs> you've mentioned the first date versus the third date conversation before, which is a good and useful distinction. But I'm not very good at the first date conversation, and the first date questions I know are boring slash old-fashioned things like, what do you do? And how about that recent thing? Any tips for a better first date combo? First of all, small talk is hard. Small talk is also, people say they hate small talk, but like they don't. What they hate is doing something that is hard. What they hate is the obligation of being polite yeah, <laughs> and friendly and putting a little effort into a conversation. Right. And I hate that too. Right. We all do. You know what's way worse than small talk is launching into the third date conversation and talking about your dad issues instead of asking what you do. <laughs> That's way worse. That is way worse. So It's I th- way easier, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about my dad issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that you are starting from a really good place. You're not talking down to the fact that there are surface level questions. You're starting from, okay, this is hard. I need to know how to do it. I've never, ever heard anyone say, oh, I love small talk. I'm so good at it. I'm meeting new people. Shut up, Marissa. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Marissa. And my my favorite thing is doing small talk at uninterested parties. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, Marissa. We love Marissa. She always comes back. She always makes a... An appearance on an awkward appearance. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So small talk is hard. We've established that. 
And the thing is, though, you gave a, a good examples of small talk. Yeah. You said they were boring and old-fashioned, and they are, but they're also good examples of small talk. Right, right. Like, the what do you do question, you can make that a little more creative, because I don't think you actually care that much about somebody's job. If they want to talk about their job, that's fine. They'll, they'll find a way to bring it up. Absolutely. But you can say, like, what do you do for fun? Or what do you do on the weekends? Or what do you do? And I don't mean necessarily just your job, but, like, what are your passions? Like, you can ask questions like that about things that aren't necessarily necessarily like how you make money in in capitalism yeah there's like this new trend of not asking that question that way yeah and i like that i do um you should be prepared though that people will ask you that if you don't want to talk about your job then answer in a different way be like well i do this during the day but i really like uh going to uh pause and walking the cats i want to walk a cat I don't know. Do they do that? Um, Paws doesn't walk cats. People do walk their cats. I don't walk my cats because my cats are really stupid. That would be a that nightmare. Would be, yeah. Yeah. That would be a fiasco that, that be... I would love to see. <laughs> oh, man. A leash in each hand. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be like you suddenly sprouted like eight more arms. It would be really hard because so I have the one disaster cat that's like, you know, all over the place and very athletic. And then I have like the eleven-year-old three-legged cat Aww. who would just be thumping along. Thumper, <laughs> just stumping, stumping. Tiny right. stumps. Hold me closer, tiny stumper. <laughs> okay, wow, that got wildly off track. So you were mentioning earlier your friend Meg made a game kind of about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meg Lewis, one of my favorite people in the world, who. Actually, I actually met at a conference where I knew no one, and she's the person I bonded with over our over small talk. Um, she made this little card game called Oversharing, and I we played it at a, a conference once. And it's meant to like not just break the ice, but like slam slaughter the ice <laughs> because uh, it's especially useful in group situations. I would not play this with like one other person that I didn't know because it might be weird. But like basically, it's just like a question and answer game. You post questions to the group, like. Uh, <laughs> uh, who in this room has the squishiest butt? Or, which that might be inappropriate, but <laughs> another one is, have you ever pooped with a backpack on? <laughs> oh and you, uh, I don't think the game is for sale yet, but it will be soon. And on Twitter, her handle is darn good. And the good has one, two, three, f- hold on. That's so one, many O's already. two, three, four O's in it. Good. And She's amazing, and the game is pretty amazing. She just brings it with her when she goes to new places, and if it's vibing, she'll bring it out, and if it's not, like, I've never seen it fail. I'll just say that. That game sounds really awesome. I kind of just want to have it around the office for when we have big events I'm definitely going to grab it. Yeah, totally do it. So we mentioned earlier that skipping small talk, skipping the first date conversation and going straight to the third date conversation sucks and, and is hard. Uh, and like, and you know, people are like, oh, small talk is bad, blah, 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 blah. But I, we would like to dramatize what it's like when you skip the first date conversation and when you decide small talk is no good, it's too hard, it's boring, nobody likes it. If you're accidentally forcing someone into third date conversation, it's extremely uncomfortable. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes those do happen organically. Like, Oh, yeah. And that is amazing. Like if yes. you've ever been, I don't know, alone at a bar, that just sounds bad. But it wasn't. Having a good conversation with a bartender that ended up being getting really deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That could be the best. The first thing I thought of when I thought about skipping right to the third date conversation are like bonfire parties where you're all like drinking and like it's late at night and everybody's just kind of like People chill. overshare yeah. in like a 
but with consent with all the group with everyone involved. Right. That's nice. That is really nice. And it does absolutely happen. Yeah. Uh, But when you're trying to meet new people and you're at maybe a professional event or something like that, it is very important to not skip the first date conversation. Um, And also when you're meeting somebody whose work you admire, I think a lot of people uh, will skip to the third date conversation because you feel like you know that person because you're aware of and deeply familiar with their creative work, which is a deep part of them. Um, But that that's not a good idea. I have an example. Oh, do I'd it. like to. Okay. Hey, hey, your name is Trin, right? Oh, yeah. Hi. My uh, name is Trin. What's your name? Marissa. Oh, hi, Marissa. It's so nice to meet you. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. That Jen girl is great. Oh, she's super great. I could tell you a million nice things about. No, Jen. I don't. I don't care that much. Oh, okay. um, and I know we're in a we're in a crowded bar right now, yeah. and you're clearly waiting to go back to your friends. But I wanted to let you know, um, I was raised by wolves. Oh. Okay. And are you were you close with your mom? Oh, um, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> everybody has their issues with their parents. And it's uh, it's so cool that you work in events and gaming. Um, thank you. I hate my job, but I'm writing a book, and I was wondering if you would edit it for me. Oh, well, um, I would be happy to hear uh more about your book if you want to like send me an email. Do you think I should leave my job? Uh, if I do that, I have to take a second mortgage out of my house. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> I got that one. That broke me out of it. <laughs> the second word, mortgage. <laughs> Shit. You know, there those rules that are like, don't talk about politics and religion at the dinner table. And um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but I do think there's something to be said for like holding back on those topics when you first meet someone. Yes. Like you wouldn't be like, hey, Trin, what do you think of Barack Hussein Obama? <laughs> I, I, oh, boy. That's already right there. You know so much because I use <laughs> yeah. this middle name. When you use the middle name. <laughs> But if you came up to me and you were like, Trent, I'm familiar with your podcast. I'm looking to get into podcasting as well. Um, do you have any advice for a beginning podcaster? That is small talk. That absolutely counts as the first date conversation. Yes. That's not like, do you, hey, happy 4th of July. Do you think it's unpatriotic to protest during wartime? Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's all I got. That was my list. Jen, Thanks for letting me do that. That was the best list that I ever <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> But for real, that the podcast thing is that's small talk. Yes. That's not a third date conversation. If yeah. it was like how much of this applies to you, that's a little third date conversation. Right. A first date conversation can take information that you know about that person and apply it to surface level questions. Like we're not saying um, oh, I noticed you have purple hair. Like, how do you keep it so bright? Like, that's okay. Like, yeah. that's a surface level question. But it's an interesting question. And actually, I have a lot of advice about <laughs> keeping your purple hair bright. I'll be real. <laughs> I've written guides about it for three of my cousins now. Oh, that's great. You should post it on Tumblr. Actually, I have posted on Tumblr. I haven't um, posted, like, the in-depth guide. Okay, if you want to gl- follow my Tumblr, I'm trinitonic.tumblr.com. And in the next few days, I'll post my keeping your purple hair bright guide. Um, that was off topic. I now I'm oversharing. Anyway, <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not. I'm not. I just wanted to circle back into the topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess for both of these questions, like what we really want to to, to hammer home, as I, we always say, in conclusion, you're doing the right things. It's just time to feel more confident in talking to other people. Uh, I think that both these people need to branch out and understand that everybody's in that weird, awkward position of talking to new people. Like, you're not walking up to a new person and they feel super confident and you don't. You both feel weird. Almost always. Almost always. Yeah. And it gets easier with practice, too. 
I mean, sometimes they'll always it'll always be hard depending on like this the event and the scenario and how well you know people and how you if you've ever met that person before. But I do find that it does get easier with practice, also alcohol. But I'm not recommending that. Yeah, if alcohol is your thing, then go for it. A little a little sippy sip. Yeah. Little sippy, little Get, bring a sippy cup, little flask, fill it like you know, with strap a really, it to your thigh, a weak, you know, fuzzy navel. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally cool. And if alcohol is not your thing, do something else that gives you comfort. Um, when I'm on flights, I don't like drinking on flights, but um, I like to eat a lot of carbs because that makes me feel comfortable. If snacking a bunch on carbs right before you talk to somebody makes you feel good, do it. Um, our friend Kate, uh, before she goes up to meet someone new. Uh, sings a verse of Beyonce in her head and then she goes and sticks her hand out and says like hey I'm Kate and I was like oh that is so good that is so good another good one uh, I can't remember who told me this piece of advice but it was if you're at like a place mingling and you don't know anybody and you're like you know you're making the rounds saying hi a piece of advice that I love is to pretend you're on a podcast yeah (laughs) which is silly because it sounds like you're interviewing them like and and asking deep personal questions but you're not actually what you're doing is the legwork and upholding conversations as if you are hosting a radio show and that little like distinction and that pretending putting on a little bit of a show helps me so much because it feels like it feels like I'm at work. It feels like I'm like, you know, stepping into this role of someone who is confident and I'm not. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to have like a really good example of a question and answer interview um, podcast, totally look up Fresh Air on WBEZ with Terry Gross. She's, I think, one of the best interviewers that, that exists. Yes. Especially the Tim Gunn episode. Yeah! Oh, my God. Listen to Terry Gross and Tim Gunn on Fresh Air on WBEZ. And you, I, I guarantee you, you will have a different sense of what it means to get to know another person on, on like, it, it really goes from, like, surface level to deep. Like, it's very good. It's very, very good. And it goes smooth, and it feels effortless, but you know it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And also, like, don't expect yourself to be as good as Terry Gross right away. She does this for a living, and you don't. That's NPR's Terry Gross we're talking about. Yeah. That's, uh... You're not going to become Terry Gross because there's only one Terry Gross. But, you know, it might give you a sense of the flow of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good. I mean, it's like when you want to be a writer and you read, like, you know, Harry Potter. Like, you're not going to be as good as J.K. Rowling, but you'll have a sense for what what good feels and looks like. Yeah, like, um, if you want to be a writer, you have to be a reader. Yeah. If you want to be good at conversations, you have to listen to more conversations. If you want to be a musician, you've got to listen to more music. Yeah. And like diddle with your guitar. Yeah. Diddle daddle. Do a little diddle daddle, but also listen. Yeah. Okay. I feel great about that episode. Me too. We did so good. I'm good so job. proud of us. High of five. Is the pizza here yet? No. I ordered an entire pizza to eat all by myself because I had a bad I day. I asked for a piece of crust. Trin said no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so I'm not going to eat the entire pizza. Jen's going to eat a piece. But I like saying that I'm going to eat the entire yeah, pizza. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Um, this is Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> if you want to ask us a question, you can. It's at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. And you can slam your questions in our ask hole. There's, they, they are anonymous, but if you choose to identify yourself, we're not going to cry about it. Jen in the Jen and Trin has two N's. And the second N in Jen stands for involved. Yeah, get involved. Dig it. If you want to follow us on Twitter for some reason, you can. And that's at Jen and Trin. Same number of ends apply. And we haven't streamed in a while, but we are going to eventually do it. And that will be at twitch.tv slash friendshipping. Friendshipping is two Ps, and the second P stands for please don't make me think of something that stands with P right now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. 
Um, this is awkward, but Alex has coffee for me outside of the door. I'm going to tell her she can bring it in. So you're s- oh, wow, Trent. Diva much? Oh, God. And so I even, this is how I asked her to bring me coffee. I go, Alex, can I ask you a personal favor as one coworker to another? Because I used to be Alex's boss, and now I'm like kind of her boss. I'm like, do you know how to make coffee? And if so, can you please make me coffee? Aww. <laughs> We're taking a break. Come in, come in. <laughs> how are you doing she's like can you help her please jen i'm so sorry oh no <laughs> that door you're so kind no, I'm good. Um, thank you so much i i'm told it it's a little weak which is why you should drink all of it but i was given advice like i let it bloom but like, I, I need to put more in. No, you're doing great. <laughs> no, you did so good. Thank no, you. Alex. You are a kind and wonderful person. Thank you. She brought me like a liter of coffee. What a gem. You can listen to her podcast, Roboism, or her other podcast, Refresh FM. I'm going to put all this after the beep. Yes, you are. That would be great. Like all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>